0: He brings the passion For what?
1: I want to know now I'm, I'm mentally invested Don't tell me to pray And you don't say what for
0: He brings the perspective
1: Yeah, I
2: think they both have a great point Get off me, text line uh, He's truly one of a kind That is wow. Oh my God And he's doing a great job okay. I need you to man up And say what you really want to say Simon, you're doing a great job They are Stiney
0: and Guru. Yeah! On 95.7 The Game.
2: Alrighty, I open up my inbox today, JD, and I find out that the Giants have become the betting favorites for Aaron Judge. I will say this. Who are they in the Bryce Harper, Giancarlo Stanton were two names that they were said to have gone after. This feels significantly more tangible. Significantly more tangible. It felt like... You know, Harper was kind of a, keep your fingers crossed. But Aaron Judge, it feels like, is making a genuine decision here between two teams. Harper was never going to happen. Okay.
3: In my you mind, said it.
2: I, I said it well, at the time. But, and let me stop you right there, because if they don't get Judge,
3: then the, the narrative's going to be that Giants can't get free agents. Period. It will, and until possibly they sign two of the next... Ten. That's true. On your board. That is true. I mean, which so I, I I don't think that argument would necessarily be. Now we could have the debate as to whether or not signing Carlos Correa and somebody and a pitcher equates to signing Aaron Judge, whether it moves the needle or not. We did that a little bit last week when right. we were together, but I, I think we the the jury would still be out on that decision.
2: Yeah, I I mean, listen, I I think this is a I think we know so much about what's going on. I mean, if if it 8 8 for 300 is what the Yankees supposedly offered, let's just say that's in the ballpark. I mean, the way Farhan Zaidi has talked this off-season, there is no question. None, zero that they will not offer more money than that. He essentially said we will be in every there's nobody out there that we can't get because of money restraints. Well, that tells me that you will put an offer in front of Aaron Judge that's more than the New York Yankees, and then let the chips fall where they may. I mean,
3: what else can you do? All you can do is if that 37.5, bump it up to 40. And if the Yankees match it, then bump it up even more. I mean, I, I to me... How high would you go? I would go as high as 400 at this point. Wow. Wow. I would. I would go as high as... You're already this close to it, so what does it really matter? I mean, Willard was kind of talking about right. it. I, I agree with him at this point. Like, you cannot make money be the reason, because I'm I'm with you, and I, I did a show with Willard a couple of months ago, and, and, I, and I think I even mentioned it to you over the summer, the fact that, that I thought things were a little weird between Aaron Judge and the Yankees to where it he was looking for a reason to leave. And I think if he is looking for a reason to leave, the Giants are the place that he would likely come. And I think that's where we are now with respect to it's kind of down to two. It, it, it sure feels like that. And the Yankees are going to make their pitch. And it's about money. And I think you got to have the best offer, period. Right. But So I do think the Giants are, all right, what's the best offer? Are you going to match or beat anything the Yankees come up with? Is there a point where the Yankees tap out? And I and I, there's a part of me that wonders if There's a point where the Yankees do tap out. I think that's possible. And, you know, but there better not be a point where the Giants tap out, I guess is what I'm saying. The Giants cannot, if we're going back and forth bidding war, oh, 37 becomes 38, becomes 42. The Giants in this instance cannot be the team that taps out. Oh, too rich for me. I, I agree. As you're going, they cannot. We
2: can't, yeah, we can't
3: find out. Make the Yankees tap out. Because, listen, because listen. you could make a case that he really does want to to leave you know we can say whether he wants to come here and all of that, and I think part of that is what the Giants will do around him and i and I agree with Mark as well when he said that they have to lay out that plan as to what's it going to look like because he ultimately wants to win and and that would seal the deal, but that only seals the deal if you also have the best offer
2: so. Do you start executing this plan before you sign judge to show him that you're willing to do it or do you have to sign judge first, get him in
3: place and then go for the second guy? Like I don't well I wonder I, I mean I don't know because I, the then the guy you the plan could be different based on I mean if you sign Aaron judge, you're going to get X, y, and z. if you don't sign Aaron judge, maybe that's maybe you're looking at different players at that point. No doubt. So I I think they'll all so but you lay it out like hey, we want to get you done and we're already talking to so and so. We've let them know that we want to put you two together. And so if you come, then we're getting him also. We got a great shot at getting him. We're not done. We're going to sign this pitcher. We're looking, you know, it I think all of that is in play for the Giants at this point as part of the pitch and I think part of the pitch is it's not just who you're going to sign right now. It's also Boosting up some of the te- hey that some of these guys that we have on this roster that that I've found if you're farhan are going to play a lot better with you right helping this you know helping this team move forward and also there are some young players on the way that you're going to be playing with like you you sell him on that and you know what if those young players are not if we need to go make a move we've got young players to go make a trade too to bring somebody in from the outside that could be part of this deal but you got to hit. Every single note, because I do think Aaron Judge right now has got a little, got a little wanderlust. He's got a little. I I, want to. I'm I'm
2: intrigued by the Giants. Well, here's the bottom line: money's no issue. Like, well, better not. It it will not come. Well, let's let's just be honest. If if you're Aaron Judge, you you know right now you know the money's going to be the same. Essentially, sure. These guys are going to get back and forth. It might go to three forty. It might go to three fifty. Yeah, maybe I get it. Go up to three eighty. All that's fine and good, but he is going to have a choice. They're both going to pay him a boatload of money, and I think we can say fairly that difference will not be overly significant where the Yankees are offering four and the Giants are offering
3: three or vice versa. Right, but I also don't see him taking less from the Giants.
2: No, I mean... And I don't see the I don't see the Giants offering less than the Yankees. So I I guess what I'm saying is they better not. I guess what I'm saying is this: to me, if if I'm Aaron Judge and I know I'm making north of three mil, uh, three hundred three mil. I wish Uh, he wish he doesn't wish three hundred mil. Then to me, it it really is a choice. Where do you want to play? Hey, buddy, Aaron, where do you want to play? You're going to get three fifty here, three forty eight here. Where do you want to play?
3: And that's where I think the Giants do
2: have a shot. And that's where... And this is where, fair enough, they do have a shot. But if they don't get him, why not? Like, why not? Because it wasn't money. It, and and well, he didn't... He, he doesn't have a... You know, it's not like you're trying to pre, uh, price Steph Curry from the Warriors, you know? He said to not have a great... Rela- like... Why wouldn't the
3: Giants be if he has wanderlust and the money's the same? To me, he should be coming here. As long as the the plan as to how good they can be and how they're going to execute it is is in place, which I think is a major part of it. I, I also think when push comes to shove, and it is decision time for Aaron Judge, you do look in the mirror and you go, "Do I really want to leave what I know?" Exactly. So I think there is a final. I think there is a final of. Maybe he's leaning Giants if the money is a little bit more or the same, and he likes their plan once he hears it. But then, all right, it's decision time. I'm going to make a decision by eight o'clock tonight, and you're and it's just you in a room thinking about what you really want to do, and you're thinking, man, do I really do I want to go out to California? Do I want to be closer to home? Do I want to do all? I, I, I boy, this seems like a really good plan, but it's still. Leaving the short porch at Yankee Stadium, it's leaving yeah. everything that comes with being a legend as a Yankee. It, how important yep. is that to Aaron Judge? You know, if you're if you're a a legendary player with the Yankees, that's bigger than being a legendary player anywhere else in baseball. So there's an and I'm not saying that matters to him. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. The level at which that matters, winning a championship as a Yankee, right. you know, that that to him may matter more ultimately or the belief that all right the money's the same but I trust the Yankees to win more divisions the right. next decade right and put me in positions to win a World Series more frequently than the Giants do over the next decade I think it comes down to all of those things once you get past listening to the pitches and listen to the ultimate I, money value
2: I agree and I think it I think those are the two things it, it comes
3: down to is
2: does he want to move 3,000 miles away and basically change his life in a monster way? Or does he want to, like, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. You know, I'm from back east, and not much of a lure for me to get back there. I mean, I guess if Philadelphia came with a big offer, but even if I, but no, I wouldn't leave. I wouldn't leave, but that's, everybody's different. Here's the other and, part. And we, it's, the analogy stinks anyway. The other part we don't know, <laughs> yeah. Steiny.
3: Is maybe he doesn't like the weight that comes with playing in New York, and that Fair. could be something that works in the Giants' favor, assuming everything else is on point with the offer and the plan. That that could be why things have gotten a little weird with, with him in New York. Maybe he doesn't like the microscope. Maybe he would prefer a media that is you know with more adulation and and, and less pressure than you face in New York when times get rough. The only
2: the the other thing that I think's gotta be a factor is the division. That's the you know if it is about if it's about winning and you look at the NL West and you look at the Padres and the Dodgers whew, I mean Aaron Judge signs with the Giants today. They're still the third best team in the division that would, you know, that would that would be a factor in, in my decision. Now, if you're not thinking one year at a time, you're thinking this is a three or four year process. That's different, but I mean, that to me is is that's the concern I'd have if I were Aaron Judge. I I, I can't afford to go out to San Francisco and kind of get lost. Yeah. Uh, if you, I mean, you won't get lost out here. No, but,
3: but get lost in the in that division with all the talent that the Padres and the Dodgers especially have. Exactly. All right,
2: 95.7thegameshop.com is live. It's the perfect time of year to grab some Steiny and Guru gear. So head over to 95.7thegameshop.com now for yours. I'm looking forward to this one coming up next to discuss the 49ers' biggest test in the Dolphins, Sirius XM and 5. 5- Selling a little
4: or a lot.
0: Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
2: Sports Jeff Schwartz. He'll have a lot to say about Jimmy Garoppolo. He always does on the other side. I got caught up in Garoppolo
1: Mania. Now,
0: back to Steiny and Guru on ninety-five-seven. The Game.
2: All right, let's get right to it. Let's get out to uh, Sirius XM and Fox Sports host Jeff Schwartz. Uh, Jeff's all about football. What's going on, Jeff? Thanks for joining us.
1: Uh, not much, man. Glad to be here. Another uh, exciting week of uh, action starts uh, tonight,
2: I guess. Right. Yeah, I'll just ask you, just because we came out to it, uh, do you have Garoppolo Mania? What does that even mean? It means you're a big Jimmy supporter and you think the 49ers can get where they need to go with him as a quarterback.
1: Yeah, but I don't think it's because Jimmy Garoppolo is an above-average quarterback. I think he works well in the system, but I still think there's limitations as far as his ability to create explosive plays in the passing game down the field. I think are very important to winning football games in in the way that football is played now. Um, I think if... He's in rhythm and get the ball out quickly and find his targets. He's good at that. But if you need a couple special throws at the end of the game, I'm not sure he's your guy still.
2: Jeff Schwartz joining us on 95.7 The Game. How does McCaffrey either help Garoppolo or uh, what does he do for that 49er offense?
1: Well, he gives him more options to to throw to. He gives him more options to kind of find those explosive plays in the passing game. I think that's the best thing he does. I I don't know if he makes the run game much different, but but he 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 makes the passing game. The goal should be to always try to find some more explosive passing plays, like down the field, right? Like obviously screens that you throw the ball for one yard, and you know a a receiver goes down the field and makes a good plays. That's great and all, but you know if McCaffrey can increase the those plays happening, but also increase some of the downfield throws, and he takes some attention off wide receivers, because more people are focused on stopping the run like those are all the positives I think of, of adding him to um you know to the to the roster.
3: How how much Jeff of the 49ers success of late has been McCaffrey being added to the mix, also having Debo and Ayuk and Kittle, and then Elijah Mitchell comes back. He's obviously out now, but how much of it is collectively having everybody and now as you look at this game specifically Sunday, no Mitchell, maybe no McCaffrey as well, and how does that change maybe what you get from Jimmy Garoppolo?
1: Well yeah, I, I think that certainly you as you kind of got into more rhythm of the offense, you know, with McCaffrey back in the lineup uh, or in the lineup I should say it's helped, but you've also played the Rams, Chargers, Cardinals and Saints. So um you know, there's a big jump up now in in competition, and you say the about Miami as well in, in in you know in the game this weekend. So I'm curious to see kind of even both sides. Miami has had five straight wins against the you know five worst offenses in the NFL essentially. So um, I'm curious to see how both teams play against much better competition this weekend.
2: Jeff Schwartz of Sirius XM Radio and Fox Sports joining us on 95.7. The game, the the defense, obviously. Uh, is playing well. They shut out the Saints four straight second halves of shutouts. You know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of talk, but we're, we're still only a little over halfway through the season. Uh, how good is this 49ers defense? And then how good can it be, uh, in terms of, of, of historically? Because I'm hearing 85 Bears and the, uh, Ravens of Ray Lewis.
1: Well, that feels a little extreme.
2: Mike, Michael Irvin said that yesterday. The playmaker, uh, he compared him to the '85 Bears.
1: I mean, maybe you know. Uh, well, of course, um, they're off '85 Bears. Sorry, um, but you know, when they get everyone back healthy, and I think I saw that Armstead might play this weekend, right? Uh, he's at least back yes. on the practice field. Yes, uh, their you know their their defensive line really gives everyone trouble, right? And that becomes a big part of what they're able to do because. If you can get pressure, you throw everything else off of you know for the offense. So I think that's that you know getting him back and Bosa has been you know, healthy most of the season. It's been really helpful. Obviously, you have a player like like a who's kind of come out not come out of nowhere. If you watch him play USC, you kind of always thought this was possible. You know Warner, just you have good players. But it starts I think with the pass rush and being able to really disrupt things up front. And they have that capability. And when everyone's healthy, you can make the argument they might be the best in the NFL and using their defensive line to to really create problems for an offense.
3: Jeff, one of the big storylines of of this game is is Mike McDaniel coming back after being with Kyle Shanahan for so long and and being such a key figure to to the 49ers' success and the running game and and all of that. Uh, Just What do you think of of Mike McDaniel and the job that he's done with the Dolphins? And and does he have some kind of an advantage in in knowing the 49ers' strengths and, and weaknesses defensively?
1: He's done a great job this season, obviously, Um and you know, he, he's on pace to probably win coach of the year at the moment. But just like he knows the Niners' tendencies, Shanahan knows what he wants to do too, right? I mean, that, and then they're both time kind of in the same boat as far as probably canceling each other out. Plus, look, there's been twelve weeks of film, so you know to, to, to think that there's some sort of schematic advantage either way because they know each other feels kind of silly considering you have all this film out there of of, you know, your looks against everything else that anyone else does, so I don't think it really matters very much as a fun storyline, obviously, but in the end, is someone getting a, a, an advantage over someone else? Probably not.
2: Jeff Schwartz joining us on 95.7 The Game. i got to ask you, uh, since you were a former offensive lineman, uh, wh- where do you have Nick Bosa in terms of uh, wreaking havoc for a defensive player?
1: Yeah, he's really good. Um, obviously, you know, his ability to, to get off the ball with the quickness that he has and, and turn the corner, you know, it, it starts with that quickness, right, because what it does is it makes the offensive lineman, you know, really kind of jump out, right, have to really honor that quickness. And it gets us kind of an off-balance in bad situations, and he's able to take advantage of that. So he's been great this year. I thought he would have a huge season because it was the first offseason I think he had healthy of uh, his entire career. We get to spend the whole offseason not rehabbing, preparing to play football instead. And so I kind of expected – this big year from him on my, my preview of my podcast, we mentioned I liked his stack number over this year. I think he's tied it so far, so one more stack or even a half stack in that prop hit. I mean, I just felt like he was down for a big season and he's making me look smart. Jeff, what do you see as
3: far as the 49ers in the in the landscape of, of the NFC? Uh, stacking up with Philly, stacking up with Minnesota, others? Do you, what, what do you need to see more from the Niners? Just h- how do you see that shaken out?
1: Uh, I mean, look. They've obviously proven that, that they can win playoff games. Um, I think when you have an offense that, that they have a physical style offense and a physical defensive line, you're going to be in every contest. Um, it just comes down to me about you know Jimmy Garoppolo. Like if there's a game where he has to make special plays in the playoffs, right? Now last year you were able to beat Dallas, um, and you know he didn't he didn't even he kind of missed almost those, right? Like yeah. you still won in kind of in spite of that. But to me that you know that's what it comes down to is like is is can he make those one or two special throws a game that you often need to win playoffs? Because, again, you won without it last year. You won a defensive game in Green Bay. You won in Dallas with with Jimmy missing a couple throws. So it can be done, but I just kind of always come back to the quarterback and what can that quarterback provide your offense in in moments of of need because we often see in the NFL that, you know, winning and losing, and there's many, obviously, factors for winning and losing, but a lot of it just comes down to, you know, does your quarterback make that special play? Hey Jeff, thank you so much for
2: joining us, and uh, really appreciate it. And hopefully, we can catch up soon.
1: Thanks for having me on, guys. Take care.
2: Yeah, it's Jeff Schwartz, Fox Sports and uh, Sirius XM Radio. Former offensive lineman. Good stuff. Yeah, really good stuff. Uh, the The thing that uh, to me with with the Forty Nine ers is just win the division, and you got a shot at it, I think. Here, this is uh, what Guru and I were getting going back and forth, uh, and it's kind of what I feel about the the Warriors too right now. I feel like both these teams are sitting pretty, Gu. I mean, uh, JB. Yeah, uh, <laughs> thank you, Play thanks off. for playing along. No, I feel like uh, you know the Forty Nine ers have won four in a row. They got McCaffrey. They're starting to figure out who they are. They have the second half of the season to do that. Uh, obviously, the Warriors have won eight to twelve. Uh, but but for the 49ers in particular, they're basically in control of their own destiny at this point.
3: Yeah, the only thing we really haven't seen is them beat some good teams. And I'm not saying it's, it's necessarily a slight, but we are going to get that opportunity, I feel like, over the course of, of the next month, really, the next four games. If you look at, at Miami, this is a hell of a matchup. I still think, I know Tampa's record says they're not right. a good team. That's still Tom Brady coming in to Levi's. In a week, going up to Seattle on a short week is no picnic. Seattle may not be a a playoff team when it's all said and done, but they're certainly better than anybody thought they were going to be. So that's going to be a much tougher game. And even the Commanders coming in on Christmas Eve to Levi's, that has the potential to be a team that the Niners could play, maybe in that first playoff game, depending upon how things shake out. So I think that the final touches on this uh, as you look at, at where the 49ers are at we'll have a better feel over these next couple of weeks as as far as their talent against some other teams that that they may face again i mean all of these teams the next Trill. four they could face again
2: you know the one thing we we're talking about before the show and i kind of uh think it's going to be interesting if if McCaffrey doesn't play this weekend you know then how do they then then how do they use Debo Samuel that's the, that's, that to me would be very interesting to see because, you know, they only put him at running back last year when they got banged up at that position about halfway through the year. So I wonder if, like, this is kind of Kyle Shanahan's MO. He's not afraid to, he's not afraid to use a guy in a big way for one game. If he knows doing it's going to win him the game. You know what I mean? Yeah. So maybe this is the game where Debo Samuel carries Nine
3: times catches six balls. I, I think I would bet on that happening more than I would bet on Ty Davis Price or Jordan Mason getting the getting the bulk of the carries if McCaffrey can't go. I, I'll put it that way. All right. I would also be instantly worried if I'm a forty nine er fan if McCaffrey can't play. Just a, just about this about game, the, about this game. And just about the and yeah and, and about the Niners functioning offensively at the level that they have been of late. Once you start taking, and it wouldn't be one piece, you'd be taking, Mitch, Mitchell's already going right. to be gone for this game, so you're taking a couple of pieces away, and I think at that point, you're you're a little more dependent on passing. The, the Niners have chosen, in some of these weeks, Stiney, to pass first, to run later, and come back to it, and they've been successful. There's a difference between throwing the football on your own terms, because you want to be able to... to establish what you want to establish, and feeling like you have to throw it just to win the right. game because you're deficient in some other areas. So that would that would be a little alarm bell going off for me if McCaffrey can't go.
2: You know, the one thing I just thought of is, okay, so you start the season if you're the 49ers and, and you have Mitchell at running back and, and he gets hurt. You play a couple games without him. Then you pick up McCaffrey and... and I don't think it's a philosophical change, but you pick up McCaffrey and the, the pecking order certainly changes. And then um, you, you start getting, you start playing with McCaffrey, but you're not playing at full strength because Mitchell's hurt. Then Mitchell comes back, and you kind of see it all together. And to me, I felt like, okay, they they got some they got some action here, but now they're going to play the rest of the year most likely without Mitchell. So maybe, I don't know, maybe it's setting up like a Warrior season, J.D., where they'll be healthy right at the right time once the playoffs come. I had a similar thought.
3: Did you? Yeah, as far as if Mitchell can come back, let's say, for that first playoff game. And I know that's still on the early side, I guess, of, of the six to eight weeks. And, and who knows how that eventually shakes out. But I think this is why you go and you get McCaffrey. Because you are you just you added one more to that mix. Right. To where now, I think you thought you could have enough if you had everybody before McCaff- McCaffrey came into the fold. I think you thought you could make it work. Right. But going and getting him and obviously preventing him from going to the Rams was was a part of the deal there too, but adding him to the mix, you feel like you've got now you got a lot to where if you do lose somebody, it's not Necessarily going to be as bad as it would be had you lost somebody and you didn't have McCaffrey. So I still think the Niners have to to like the position they're in. Although I I wonder, are they are they are they wishing maybe they had hung on to Jeff Wilson well, that's, Jr. That's the that's the because that was right at the right at I mean you you could totally understand why they why they looked to move him because they knew Mitchell was sure back sure and and the deadline was there and they got and, and in a way you're doing it to be fair to to benefit Jeff Wilson jr who's been a good player for right. you I sneaky think some of the fumbling issues were why they were comfortable too because Jeff Wilson issues fumbling ball not to get right. lost in that but but you also have the thought well one injury you wish you had Jeff Wilson jr and now you don't right but it also the fact that they were
2: willing to do that and almost accommodate him also is an is an indication that yeah they, they thought of him like they thought of him
3: yeah, as a third back. Well, and that's you've got Ty Davis Price and Mason right. and it's almost like, well, it, it Ty Davis Price and Mason sure as hell better be able to be the third back or the third and the fourth back if you give up if you give up Wilson, otherwise why the hell did you pick those guys? Right.
2: right. And you know the other thing that I will say this. i oh, pick Price. They, I yeah. I will say this about um, about Jeff Wilson Jr. It it does feel like the 49ers did him a solid and you know there's a bigger picture a lot of times with organizations like that's the kind of stuff that you hear gets around the league to players and I'm, this is a good thing you know Jeff the 49ers just traded for McCaffrey and Jeff Wilson is now uh, you know obviously diminished in his role he's obviously been a good, good player for them a professional they do him a solid like that Yes, you don't have Jeff Wilson right now, but in terms of an organization, I think that is the kind of stuff that players keep in mind. Um, you know when they're, when they're free agents looking for another
3: team oh, without a doubt. I mean it, they, they did him a solid. Absolutely. I mean, they had a glut. He they Miami they, they put him in a in a great system. You know, it's an AFC team, so I think it makes a little more sense. It's like, hey, see in the Super Bowl if that if that's how it shakes out, you're you're happy to be there. You're happy that that the other player is there. It's again, the Mike you know, Mike McDaniel obviously wanted him right. because he knew him and and believed that he could fit and and do things with what they were looking for. They already had Mostert, so Clearly there's some interchangeability there, and, and, and McDaniel likes both of those guys. So it, it made a lot of sense right up until the point where you have an injury and you've got to sort of figure it out. But I do think, to bring it back to where we started the conversation, Stiney, it gets into you always have the Debo Samuel emergency running back True. plays, although the Dolphins are going to now know or at least believe. I mean, if I'm the Dolphins, I'm, I'm almost expecting – the 49ers to run Debo 12 times. If, this even if week.
2: McCaffrey plays?
3: I mean, maybe not 12 if McCaffrey plays, but if McCaffrey doesn't play, yeah. If McCaffrey play, but if McCaffrey, but again, if McCaffrey plays, there's still no Jeff Wilson now, no, I, and there's still no Mitchell. Right. So, yeah, maybe it's not 10 to 12, but it still well, could be five or six.
2: All right, so in the last three, three games, point. after injury, Mitchell carried. 34 times in 3 games. Mm. So let's just say 12. Yeah. That targeted two other 12's times. 12's the high end I think for Debo, like extreme high end. Oh, I thought you meant 12's the the high end for Mitchell. Um let's just 12's the average let's say for yeah. Mitchell. So there's there's a 12 leftover plays that are going to go to somebody. I got to believe Debo's going to get some of them. Yeah. For, for I sure. I think
3: Debo's probably in the 5 to 6 range with McCaffrey. I think he's in the 10 to 12 range without McCaffrey.
2: I want I, here's the other thing. I I think
3: the reason but how healthy is he too? With the with the Who, McCaffrey? No, Debo. Because Debo That's had true. the Debo had the the issue, and I'm looking at. I guess he wasn't on the injury report at all. Actually, he was limited, limited with the quad. Mm. I mean, so I, and obviously it looks like he's going to play. But if he's a little bit limited, but he's going to play, does that right mean you don't want to give him the rock the ten to twelve times? Yeah, I
2: think uh, I think you guys are right. Tevin Coleman will be a, a factor in this game. As for Jeff Wilson Jr., like I think it was a case of you're not saying you know how sometimes you say well if we, if we get to the third running back we're we're messed up anyway. Not anymore. No, exactly. That and that's that's what I that's where I think Shanahan and, and Lynch are probably like. Look, the, the difference between a Jeff Wilson Jr. hopefully and a Jordan Mason is negligible.
3: And, and won't get you beat. Kyle Shanahan <laughs> has said, and and maybe this is his coach speak, but but over the years, he said you need five, four to five running backs to get through a season. Like you well, know, the he, way he
2: uses them, yeah.
3: Like you just you like you want to have four, and, and basically you're all you know your main three, and then you know maybe you have somebody that doesn't play that's on your roster. On your regular roster that isn't playing a lot, but can but can move up, and then you want to have at least one on your practice squad that you think can be an NFL player if you need to need to call on them.
2: Yeah, eight 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 nine. Well, actually, you know what? I'm not going to throw the number out because we got Cam Inman. Cam Inman uh, coming up at one o'clock. We'll keep up with 49ers uh, playing the Miami Dolphins this week.
3: Okay, Cam's at one. Cam is at one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh no, oh, I thought he was at two. Oh,
2: okay. I'm wrong. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. You want to jump in on this Niners conversation? We also want to get to uh, get to the Warriors at some point. Number two, but mostly uh, Aaron Judge. Aaron, we got to me. We got three big things happening. Aaron Judge. We got maybe the biggest football game of the year for the Niners, and then we got the Golden State Warriors who are turning things around.
3: And I guess my question to the Forty Nine er fans would be just. Does this feel like a big. Like, does this feel like a something to prove game? That's like, does actually it, a good question. Like, does this feel because of McDaniel, because of the, the running backs, because of the fact that the 49ers, this is the best team that, that they've played since the Chiefs? All right. I mean, since it, you asked, I'll answer. I feel like it should
2: feel a little bigger, to be honest with you, because they're two of the best teams in each of their conferences. Yeah. But I also think that's part of the reason why it hasn't. You know, it hasn't really, what, been magnified. You know, if it were if it were a conference team, or the Cowboys coming in, kind of with the same record and reputation, maybe the Packers. I think I think we'd think it was more important. Is it
3: just the Dolphins haven't done anything in the last two decades for the most part, or I mean, is it is it just uh, is they're an AFC How team? How about this? Here
2: is one thing. Here is one Remember thing. the Dolphins
3: came in and smoked the Niners yeah. two years ago with. An empty Levi Stadium. That was one of those. Well, here's here, here's what I'm thinking too. Regime.
2: Is I, one of the reasons it's, maybe it doesn't feel as big as you think it should feel is because I think a lot of Forty Nine er fans are like, we're good. We're going to make the, like they they probably will win the division. Yeah, and, and they probably will win at least ten
3: games. You and, know what I mean? And to your point, and I don't know if you said this on the air. Forgive me if you did, but. They don't really. They don't really need to win the game. Like, like if they lose, it's an AFC game, and you're still worst case scenario tied with Seattle. If Seattle wins, let me tell the rate. I mean, the Raiders did the Niners a huge favor. Yeah, they did beating Seattle because Seattle looks like they're leaking oil now, definitely. And that I think is why you've got a lot of confidence if you're the Niners. You know, you know what's interesting, and that pretty much means you're the three seed because Tampa's under five hundred now. Remember that game.
2: Two years ago, I think it was, the 49ers were rolling, and they I think they played Atlanta, and they lost. But they still were in control because they had to beat Seattle that last yeah. week. Yeah, that was and, three years ago. But But by losing that game to Atlanta, it gave them no margin for, like, they had to win... And they did.
3: So I, here's what I'm getting at is. You had to beat the Rams and Seattle. Correct. That that's right. But it was basically you had to beat Atlanta or the Rams and Seattle. Exactly.
2: Exactly. And it was something where by not beating Atlanta, they made it more difficult on themselves, but they still, you still got it. What it. And that's the way I think. I think that's kind of the way teams look at like a game like Sunday against the Dolphins.
3: You know what I mean? Yeah, the next three games. Really, just because their NFC games are more important. I mean, and and you know, let's say you lose this one and and Tampa ends up getting a win, you know, all of a sudden Tampa could come in and beat you, and and maybe they're seven and six, and you're seven and six, and then you're the four seed it's, as opposed to the three seed. You're right. fighting for the so that I know I know the Niners are are kind of snooting their nose at at Tampa at this point because they're five and six, but that could flip fast, sure. And and then Seattle, obviously, on the short week up there is no picnic and then Washington coming in so it's you're right they, the niners could win all the next they could lose this game and win the next five really right. but it also would put a lot more stakes in those other games all right
2: here's what we're going to do we're going to switch gears on the other side going to talk Aaron Judge according to vegas the san francisco giants are now the betting favorite to get aaron judge According to Vegas, he's more likely to come to the San Francisco Giants than stay with the New York Yankees. My question to baseball fans out there is, what does it mean if the Giants get him? And what if they don't? What if they don't get Aaron Judge? Where do they go from there? All right, it's all sponsored by Electra Mechanica.